to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 295 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Five away to episode 300, closing out season six here in a few more. Uh, well, it'll be a minute, but uh, five more shows here. I cannot believe it. Uh, I, I like the timing of this. It, it's it's going to work out nicely, and I'm very excited about that. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. There's a lot to dive into here, eh? Uh, there was just a lot to take away from this weekend, and I don't know, I you guys, I don't know what you guys will think of my take on this. We'll get to it. You guys know I'm pretty down the road. I, I am right down the middle on a lot of things because I can see both sides of, of stories. So uh, we'll, we'll just see what you think about my my take. I'm not going to call it a hot take. When I do a hot take, I'll tell you, I, I am not going to call this a hot take by any stretch. So, but. We'll get to that here in a minute. I uh, hope you all had a great weekend. Pretty low-key for me this weekend, which was nice. Friday, had some friends over for dinner. Saturday morning, took the little guy to a couple of stores, came back, watched the Michigan game, the Xfinity race, which cannot wait to dive into Michigan-Penn State from Saturday with uh, Studwell here in a little bit. Get to that midway through the show. Smoked some ribs on Saturday. Sunday, did the church thing and made some bison steaks, which were absolutely incredible. And some more football and racing is uh, that will be the M.O. over these next few weeks, which is which is cool, with the exception of actually, I think we're going to the Lions game on the 30th. Don't ask me why. Uh, still trying to figure out whether or not to go to the Thanksgiving Day game. That's kind of like tradition. But at the same time, it's the first uh, it'll be the first Thanksgiving with Alden, who I cannot believe. Turned eight months old on Sunday. Uh, just just crazy watching him grow quickly. He needs to slow down, but uh, I digress. Anyways, I got a giveaway for you guys tonight that's going to go live on Twitter, which I'm very excited about. Um, the iRacing League that we are the title sponsor of, the Lap Traffic Podcast iRacing League with uh, Bobby Peters. And he will be on, I believe, next weekend. He sent a poster that is autographed by some people, and we got that. I got one of the new lapped traffic patched trucker hats by the throwback brand, throwing a T-shirt in there. So I will try to do a giveaway every week for the next five weeks here. I've got enough to be able to do that. So we will uh, get those out there for you as well. And tonight, continuing with the guests, dedicating the the last handful of shows here to you guys for the support over the last six years. So uh, I got Caroline on the on the show tonight, Mick Rose, and a old favorite on the lapped traffic wave around hotline back when we were doing the wave around hotline matt camper is going to be on as well we'll talk xfinity we'll talk cup we'll talk future we'll talk cars we'll talk tracks schedule all that good stuff uh studwell will be on for the forecast for where we headed this week homestead we're going back down to miami which is cool very excited they got that back in the mix for the playoffs Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks and Lap Traffic Fantasy was interesting. I will tell you this. I'll give you a teaser for what to expect at the end of the show here. Everybody, the, the final eight, all had Ty Gibbs. So everything came down to the cup race this weekend. So we will see how it all shakes out. But 
with I can't believe I missed this last week. Uh, I totally should have dusted the uh, cobwebs off the old hotline for uh, a an old school soundbite that used to be a uh, a staple of the show uh, for the Wave Around Hotline. And since Matt Camper used to kick us off on the Wave Around Hotline, uh, here here she is. Let's dust her off. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, as I mentioned, he used to kick us off every week on the Wave Around Hotline back in the day. You can follow him on Twitter at CamperNewsNet. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Matt Camper. Matt, how are you, sir? I am great, Brandon. Again, um, very happy to be back. Um, really happy. Almost there, 300 episodes, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, 300 coming up in a few weeks. Yes, sir, man. I am. I'm pumped. I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. Uh, listen, man. Um, let's let's start off. What what do you think of uh, this past weekend at Vegas? Lots lots to take away from this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Lots to take away. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't able to watch as much of the Cup Series race as I typically am able to this week past weekend because I was literally at the Giants game um, in awesome. Jersey on. Sunday, so obviously uh, I was able to listen to parts of it on um, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, but I did catch the end, and oh my goodness, that uh, battle between Joey Ogano, Roush Chastain at the end was incredible, and wow, uh, Joey Ogano it was able to pull it off, and it's now moving to the uh, championship and Absolutely. I think this is going to be a really exciting last couple of races of the round of eight to decide who's going to go to the championship for. Uh, I'm with you. You know, and, and Matt, it's it's interesting because, you know, Joey Logano, obviously a, a former champion, uh, one of those guys that you could give the label any Sunday to. Uh, he's been kind of quiet, and boom, here he is going to race for another championship. Um, I, I think this Final Four could be one of the most uh, interesting Final Fours in that uh, it may not be who we expected at the start of the season there. I would expect so, honestly. I think we're knowing what we've seen this season, we've seen 19 different winners. This season alone, the most we've had in a very long time, I think it could go each any way possible. And I think we're going to see drivers that we have, are not expecting to see make the championship four. Yes, Christopher Bell, you know, thanks to the mistake that um, William, uh, sorry, uh, Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace had, you know, look unfortunate right there. But I think Christopher Bell's in the hunt. I think Ross Chastain's in the hunt. I think we could possibly see another past champion like Chase Elliott potentially make it as well. Absolutely. And hell, we almost had 20 different winners with Ryan Blaney. He he had the car to beat for most of the day, I I think. At least, you know, I mean, he won what did he win? He won stage 2. Uh, you know, had those issues went, you know, six laps down there and you're obviously not coming back there, but uh I wouldn't count Blaney out from uh, picking up a win here at some point in time either. I definitely think so. And, yes, Ryan Blaney, you know, he had the card to beat. One stage two, as you said, Brandon. And I really thought Ryan Blaney was possibly going to be able to 
win this race, and we were going to see that 20th different winner this season. But, you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And I think Ryan Blaney's another option to possibly make the championship for two. Hey, he, he could pull a Daniel Hemrick and uh, get to the Final Four and his first win of the year be, uh, be at Phoenix. It, it, you know, that could be a, a possibility, too. I would not rule that out. Yeah, no, no surprises at this point in the year. Uh, Matt, what do you think of the new car? Uh, we, you know, we've we've obviously seen it for almost the entire season. Uh, you know, we had some good summer racing. Uh, we've had some issues with tires. We've had some issues with safety. Uh, you know, at some point it's like, man, I bet NASCAR just can't wait for the off season so that uh, they can go back to the drawing board and fix some things. But what, what's your overall take on the next-gen car? My overall take is uh, a couple of things. First of all, as far as the um, single lug nut, we've seen a lot of issues with the single lug nuts this season. For example, Kyle Busch this past weekend, um, you know, a mistake. And unfortunately, his tire tire came off, and unfortunately, we could see that four-race suspension uh, coming up for Kyle Busch, but we've seen a lot of that this season. And I think that's something that maybe could it be the crews are just not adapted to this type of lug nut system yet. Uh, that's a possibility. I mean, who knows at this point, but I think the off season is going to help the crews be able to adapt to this, in my opinion, especially going into year two. Now, as far as safety, as we've seen with um, Alex Bowman, being out of the car, basically, I think it's going to be, at this point, possibly the rest of the season. And then Kurt Busch, he was out at the Pocono, and he's not going to be back at all the rest of the season. And now he's going to be so-called retiring after what happened, a possible early retirement for Kurt Busch, maybe a year or two earlier. Yep. But that was a wake-up call, in my opinion, for NASCAR once they saw the issues Especially after Alex Bowman, what happened? Yes. They finally realized they need to do something about these cars to make it safer. But NASCAR has come a long way since 2001 on safety. And this was another wake up call that didn't mean the last two weeks with drivers. And I'm hoping the drivers and NASCAR can come to an agreement on some kind of uh, way to fix these cars so that way we don't see things like this happen again because that is very important here in my personal thing. We don't want to see more uh, drivers out because of concussion. I'm with you. It it takes away from the sport uh, especially, you know, that has been something NASCAR has always been able to boost or boast about. I think they can still boast about it. Uh, definitely something that needs a- addressed, no doubt. And like you said, you know, uh, Kurt Busch, you know, it, it, it's very eye-opening uh, and it's something that NASCAR is is not going to be able to, nor do I think they want to turn a blind eye or anything like that. To I, I, I truly believe they do want to go a, and get a, these these safety issues fixed. You know, as far as the single lug nut and the tire, me personally, I think that's the team just trying to 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 shave, you know, tents off on a pit stop. You know, because that that's how competitive it is out there. Uh, you know, and I think that's something that you know. 
in the offseason, additional practice, things like that, that that'll work itself out. But, you know, with the second year of the car, are we going to see 19, 20 different winners next year? Uh, once everyone's able to go back and compare team notebooks, data, stats, all that kind of stuff, that that's that is the one special takeaway for me this year is the number of different winners that we've had, the the equal playing field. Um, you know, we're not. You know, you got twenty different winners. That means you've got guys. You know, top twenty getting wins that we're normally not talking about. Which which that is just a very special moment. I think. Absolutely. And that's another takeaway I agree with you on, Brandon. I think 20 different winners, that's unprecedented in that sense. But because of the new car, you know, drivers aren't used to the new cars. And that's why we were able to see different drivers be able to win this year. Daniel Suarez, would I have expected Daniel Suarez at Sonoma to be able to win that race? Absolutely not. And I think it's Thanks to the new car, we were able to see 20 different winners. And the racing, you know, other than, you know, like Martinsville earlier this year, I think the racing, unlike other years, has been absolutely phenomenal. I really love the racing. We've seen battles like we've never seen before. And I think this is going to be put in the history books as one of the best years so far at least in my tenure watching NASCAR since 2004, the racing. Absolutely. No, it's it's, it's definitely been incredible. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Matt, what happened in lap traffic fantasy this year, man? Unfortunately, you know, bad luck just this year. You know, <laughs> I, I, had my, I had my strategies like I did last year, and it just did not fall into play this year, and I'm really hoping next year will be better. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll uh, hopefully be able to make some improvements next year. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm really contemplating putting limits on truck picks next year, so be on the lookout for that, man, and uh, can't wait and to have you back. would absolutely, honestly, Brandon, love that. That would make lap traffic fantasy a lot more exciting if we have those limits on uh, truck drivers. Uh, that, that's my thought. Next year, season seven, lucky number seven, lap traffic fantasy is going to be where it's at next year. That that I can promise you. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. Well, Matt, let's wrap with this. Who's your championship pick, man? Well, championship pick-wise, you know, uh, it could go any way possible, as I said earlier. You got Christopher Bell, who, you know, had some unfortunate luck. Uh, you have Ryan Blaney, you have Ross Chastain, you have Chase Elliott, obviously. I mean, personally, you know, if I had to choose right now, based on who I've seen has been consistent this season, and also you got Kyle, uh, well, Kyle Lars is out, my bad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, if I had to choose right now, based on what I've seen with consistency, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another first-time champion. And I believe it could possibly be the watermelon, Ross Chastain. I, wouldn't that be something else? That would be absolutely incredible. I that would is... love that. Especially given the racing we've seen this year, 
Yep. I'm just thinking, honestly, right now, Brandon, that it's going to be somebody who we don't expect. That's why I think it could be the watermelon. I, I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for the support over the years, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on and, and look forward to talking with you soon. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Matt Camper there. Uh, always a staple on the Wave Around Hotline, so only appropriate to kick that off with the old soundbite there. All right, let's get to our next caller, who I think some of you guys might know from Twitter. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, one of the OG followers and listeners of the show. You can follow him on Twitter at GoDucks5 underscore Mick. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast. Mick Rose. Mick, how are you, sir? I'm great. Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Glad to have you back. Uh, For those that don't know, uh, Mick used to help me with the Fantasy League. Mick's been around a minute. Mick, I am. Uh, I'm glad to have you on, and, and thank you for uh, helping celebrate the countdown to episode 300. Man, I appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's let's jump right into it. Vegas this past weekend. Uh, well, I mean, what what were your initial thoughts after everything transpired on Sunday from? The, the racing to Lagana winning and locking his way in to the, the altercation of uh, Bubba and Larson. Where's McRose at after Las Vegas? I enjoyed the race. I thought it was, it was good racing. Absolutely. Mino. Absolutely. No, that, and that's <clears> the th- unfortunate thing is, is there's going to be the, the drama side of it that took away from a really, really good Las Vegas race that, you know, Las Vegas has done pretty good as far as on-track competition, uh, especially during the playoffs, just because obviously things are, are, are heated up in the playoffs. Normally we get it a little earlier. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, th- I thought the racing was, was fantastic. Yep, I thought it was good. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. Larson, Bubba, what, what's, uh, what's Mick's take on that? I don't, I don't know. You know, I know, uh, Larson squeezed Wallace, you know, and then Wallace got into the wall and he paid him back, I guess, you know, the, he did, you know. he, he didn't wait till next week or anything like that. He, he got, he got yep. it instantly. Um, right. Know, and my thing is, is there, you know, that's not going to be the last squeeze we see probably this year. Um, you know, I, uh, well, you know, there was one earlier in the race, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, bubble, bubble Wallace made it three wide. It was, uh, Logano, uh, and bubble Wallace put Larson three wide on the outside and Larson had the lift earlier on in the race. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Almost went into the wall. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) that part was, has been forgotten about, you know, in the whole race, you know, so you know, but so it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting. But I, the, I, I like when they're Western... going to talk about suspensions and all of that, I, I, I don't see any of that happening. But I'm kind of a hypocrite, though, because now I believe if somebody was injured, then we would have a different conversation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yes. I, I yeah. If, if there was if somebody was hurt. Yes. Suspension for sure. Car parked. Um, but at this point. Uh, like I, I, I said earlier, I'm not going to be surprised either way, uh, what happens. Yeah. Um, but I think the more logical and, and 
you know, realistic outcome is is going to be a points fine and a penalty fine. And, and you know. That's... Well, I don't even think they'll do that, but they might. But I, I do not know. You know, there's I, I don't know. NASCAR is so hard to figure out. That's the thing. We, we've seen him do so many different things that it's like, all right, well, logically, we should be able to take, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z event that happened and apply it to this and have a ballpark idea. And yeah. we just, we don't have that ability, you know? And I think that's the frustrating thing for us as fans is, is we just, we have no idea where NASCAR right. could go. And that's where I said, you know, I'm not going to be surprised. If, if nothing happens or if they bring the hammer down. Right. And see, this is the, and this is the difficult part about it too, is let's get, if you go back to the William Byron, Denny Hamlin thing. Yeah. Yep. If that, if that would have happened under caution and Denny Hamlin would have spun out and, and, and hit a safety truck, we would have had a totally different conversation. The HMS wouldn't appealed the fine, you know, or, there wouldn't have been no appeal. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. sometimes I think, you know, I think they make the right call, but if you do the risk management part, <laughs> you know, I'm no better than NASCAR really, because I'm like, well, wait till it happens and then we'll make the rule, right. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. make it, you know, so that's the, the bad part. So if we, if they don't do something yes. until somebody gets hurt, then we'll back well, they should have made a rule back then. Absolutely. But if they make the rule now, well, then they're going to get criticized because of something else. So it's a, even though they put themselves in a no-win situation by being so wish-washy, they are really in a no-win situation here. They, they are. As, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you are 100% spot on. Either way, you're going to piss 50% of the fan base off, uh, and that's just the – I think the inevitability of it, you're, you're going to have people that are, are, are looking for you. You've got people looking for both extreme ends. You've got people that want the hammer to be dropped and you've got people that, you know, are, are just ready to be like, Hey, it, it was racing and let's move on to Homestead. And, you know, I think there, there's obviously, again, let's, if we're going to be cliche, you know, the, the truth and what should happen is, is somewhere in the middle there. And right. uh, it's it's just a matter of of, you know, what what they end up doing. I know I think we're all just anxious for for Wednesday's uh, report to come out. <laughs> we're all going to be waiting for Dustin Albino at jsky.com to uh, send out a tweet. And I am I'll, I'm going to be right there anxious with everybody else. Well, man, and anybody who thought like Kyle Larson was going to fight obviously doesn't know Kyle Larson or, or, you know, he has said publicly he's not going to fight anybody. I mean, the only way is like 105 pounds. Right. So, <laughs> you know, he's, not, he's not fighting anybody, you no. know? So, <laughs> I mean, and props to Kyle Larson. I mean, it was, it's already a bad situation, right? Like if they would have duped yeah. it out and, and blood and, and all, I mean, that just would have just so escalated the situation even more, you know, uh, you know, Thankfully, it, it was able to get separated quickly there. Um, right. You know, I, if there's a penalty, I think, and I, I said this with Studwell earlier, and uh, I'm curious your thoughts here. If the if there's a penalty, I think NASCAR will use the, you know, your car was involved in an incident. You were not able to drive it away. You should have been by your car and gotten into the ambulance. And, right, and that's, 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 that's the, that's the, 
the technicality, if you will, that I think NASCAR could use to assess some penalty to to the situation. Right. Yeah, that's the only penalty I, I could see. You know, the they have that. You know, no walking on a live track anymore. Yes, you know, that, that's a clear rule. That that's a black and white rule. That yeah, they've that, had that. They're almost forced and, to do something because of that. I feel. Yeah, they they uh, that's I think uh, uh, blowing the doors podcast put something out, and that, that's what I said. You know, the, the that's the only penalty I see them really doing is whatever that is. The, what yep. that penalty, you know, and and I don't even know if it's set. You know what. We just know, oh, yeah, I think that's a penalty sometimes. Something's coming, yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Uh, yep. All right, Mick. Uh, lab traffic fantasy did not favor well for you this year, my man. Are you going to come back next year? Oh, I'll always be back. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am overdue on getting the survey out but I, I teased it earlier with matt camper and i will tease it with you i am like 90 percent certain that there are going to be driver selection limits in the truck series next year is that a favorable decision by you mick yeah yeah i think so because the at, at this point we've the, got the, it in yeah, Xfinity. Be... we gotta have it for all three now i think <laughs> yep, it becomes uh, everybody starts picking the same truck until that truck's no longer hot. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. and then they jump on the new, the new shiny object. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. I think what I'm going to do is I will tie it kind of like I did for the Xfinity series this year is I will tie it to uh, owner's points and and whoever made the. Uh, the top 10 owners points who's ever's in the ride next year will be, will be capped. I think that's how we will uh, determine who will be at a limited availability. Yeah. Cause so. it's hard telling who will be in the truck and who won't, you know, exactly. from, yep. <laughs> you know, so. Yep. That's uh, that's the, uh, that's the prelim thoughts there. Um, Mick, uh, who's, who's your champ pick, man. We we're, we're down to just a couple races left. Who's your championship pick? Man, I don't know. If you would have asked me before Vegas, I would have said Chase Elliott. Yeah. But man, they did not look like they had it together yesterday. No, no. I, you know, <laughs> Joey Logano just kind of like Joey Logano hit his way in. Uh, you know, he he just kind of took advantage, had a good car, and you know he was he was quiet over the summer, and now here we are talking about Joey Logano racing for his second championship. Already locked in, yeah. So I do not know. Now I, I do want chaos. So, you know, Larson is still in the yes. owner's points. Yeah. He's still in, in in for the owner's points. So I would like to see, you know, like the only way he's getting into the final four in the owner points though now is he has to win it like Homestead because he ain't winning at Martinsville. Right. It just ain't good. <laughs> it ain't happening at Martinsville. So he would have to win. So I would like to see like Larson, you know, because like if Blaney gets in the final four, they can't win the ownership championship either because he's crazy? not in the owners. Yeah. So I want like a, a dual championship winner, you know, and a, and a, and an owner's championship just to create chaos for the rest of this entire season, since it's been chaos 
you know, all year, (laughs) you know, so let's just throw another, but yeah, I think maybe, uh, so I'll go with Larson wins, you know, gets a walk-off homer at Homestead and then wins the owner's championship and Logano wins the driver's championship. I love it. I love it. I want the most obscure final four we can come up with. I, I mean, we already know Logano's in. So I want Logano, Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, and either Blaney or Christopher Bell so that, you know, it opens up the door of Blaney having a Daniel Hemrick moment like he had in the Xfinity series. Like, yeah, uh, that's that's the final four I would love to see right there. Yeah, just chaos. Yeah. You yeah, know, so yeah. so when we go into the off season, people are complaining they weren't happy or whatever, you know, but they talk all off season. You got it. So it stays a lot. You, you got know? it. I love it. I love it, man. Yep. Uh, well, Mick, listen, it was, it was great to have you on. Great to catch up with you for a few minutes here, sir. Um, everybody make sure you follow Mick on Twitter at GoDucks five underscore Mick, sir. Thank you for the support over the years. I truly appreciate it. Uh, and, and it's, uh, I've, it's been an honor to have you along for the ride. Oh, well, I appreciate it and, and keep up the good work. Appreciate you, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. Out. All right, great to catch up with Mick. Great to get some fan perspective on this weekend. What a what a weekend to come off and and do a show talking to you guys for sure. I I just love everything about that. All right, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all you at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into a show, please leave a review. Tell your friends to give a follow. Don't forget about the giveaway that I mentioned at the top of the show. That will be live now. If you're listening to it, that giveaway is out there. So go check that out. Let's keep growing even into the offseason as we look forward to season seven of the Lat Traffic Podcast next year with some giveaways and all that good stuff. Um, make sure you're following at Atlanta Racing at the Throwback Brand. Don't forget, I've got some hats available for sale. I've sent a couple out. We'll continue to do some giveaways with them as well. But if you want a lap traffic uh, patched throwback trucker hat, all that good stuff, they're badass. That's all I'm going to say. I've got some different color options uh, in hand, in stock, ready to go. Uh, let me know if you want one and uh, we'll, we'll work something out. Uh, new follower shout outs, Harrison at uh, Am I Racer 9 NASCAR fan from Texas, Kenyon Wallace at GoMTUU359. We got Joe Graff Jr. who followed, and he's actually going to be on the show next week, I believe. It was scheduled about a month or so ago and had to reschedule there. So I think Joe will be on next week. Don't forget, stickers and koozies available for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, and I will send them out to you for free. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. You can follow them on Twitter, Bruce Weather, along with Brian Udorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Hail to the victors, Dr. Aaron Stuckler. Uh, good evening, sir. How are you? I, I am fantastic. Um, Hail to the victors, Valiant. Yes, yes, sir. All right. We're, let's just dive right into this. Did you get to watch the game? I did. And okay. I just want to say I'm really proud of your Lions for not losing this week. I, me too. Me too. I mean, and it was a close game. Uh, they, they rallied in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 
hashtag bye week, but still yes. wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> if they found a way to put an L up there. Well, you know, the, the problem the problem would be is if actually somebody gets hurt during practice, right. that would yeah. probably be the worst. <laughs> yes. Like Hawkerson gets hurt during practice. Like, yes. no! Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so I have a two-part question for you, and I'm going to start it with a statement, okay, with regards to the Michigan That's game. not how questions start. I Go know. Ahead. Yeah, okay, so... In my opinion, that final score should have been 41 to 3. Michigan handed Penn State 14 points to make it look a hell of a lot closer on the scoreboard than the stat sheet would have uh, otherwise shown going into halftime. My question for you is is do you agree with that and the 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 follow-up question is is Penn was Penn State overranked or is Michigan that good? Uh, I would okay. Well, I want to say it was. I would probably say forty-one ten. I, I think I, I'll split the difference with you. Okay. But yes, yeah, those were really quirky touchdowns, yes. especially the interception return. Right. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't. It's hard when you look at the numbers to say Penn State was over overrated or high, too highly ranked because what they had the number four or five rush rush defense in the nation. <laughs> now part of that is a product of who they played. Right. Now that that's true. Yes. Um, but they did beat Auburn. Yeah. And so they're not playing all cupcakes. No, nope, I agree. But Michigan ran it down their throat. And I'll own a mistake of mine from earlier this year in the preview show. I said, I thought offensive line might be a weakness for them this year. Oh no, no, they have come together. They look amazing. They are, they are legit. And I, Blake Corum is just, he is so much fun to watch. It is just, you know, when, when he gets the ball, it's almost an expectation that he's going to get 12 yards on the run, which is just exciting to see. Uh, side note, shout out Mike Hart, former Michigan running back. Glad to yes. see him back healthy on yes. the sideline this week. Um, it was, that game was when they, when it, when they went into half tied, I, I'm sitting there and I told Lindsay, I go, Michigan is dominating this game. It should be 17 nothing. I go, this is, is this how they're going to, you know, get their first loss because of like two trick plays, which, hey, it happens, right? Like yeah. you can back your way into a NASCAR win on luck. You can lose a football, you know, same thing can happen. Uh, I am glad that you can have two teammates run into each other, then you oh run away God. with the race. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's an example for you. <laughs> Exactly. That's spot on. Um, I, I am glad that the second half resilience of Michigan and they just hammered and and kept going. And now, now, you know, now there are some trap games on the schedule. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to the going back to talking about, you know, being worried in the second half. So I had a friend of mine text me. And all it said was, I'm worried. And I just wrote back, I'm not. Beautiful. And I'm, I think and I think it was just, I think right after that quorum broke loose for like a 40 or 50 yard run. You want to know why I, I, I am, I am slowly starting to gain the confidence back. I remember as a kid growing up at side note, speaking of growing up as a kid, um, it was, it was so great to see um, shit. Drawing a blank. Damn it. Um, 
Talking about Lloyd? Lloyd, thank you. Yes, it was. <laughs> how big of a fan are you if you can't even remember his name? No, it was great to see Lloyd Carr out there. Um, yeah. But that was the thing. I remember as a kid, oh, Michigan's down at half. Michigan's tied. It, it, no big deal. It, they're just going right. to get the and job done. It, it was like that when I was when I was my era, too, in the mid-'80s, when it was we go in at the half and we come out just entirely separate team. Yes. And it just. Rich, yeah, Rod, just, Rich Rod took that confidence uh, away from us. God. Yeah. And, it, you know, the, this, it was a great. And I want to. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, uh, Brady well, Hoke didn't we'll, help, we'll, to, be, to be fair. No, it Brady didn't help. Didn't but help. At, least, at least Hoke was a nicer guy. Right. And we can go into my. That might be a whole other segment for another time. My thoughts on Rich Rodriguez. But. To see the, and it was such a great weekend. And it's one of these ones where I, you know, 25th anniversary of the national championship game. Yes. Yep. Of or the, being national champs. Uh, Lloyd is now the Lloyd Carr Tunnel. Lloyd's not doing well. And, you know, it depends yeah, he on who you talk very to. Frail. He, he looks very frail. I know mentally he's been declining. And I, he was my position coach my first two years. And That's I awesome. love the man to death. Um, I shouldn't say it that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got you though. Um, and he, yeah, he, just to see how many people love him in as players, as staff, as other coaches, and what an impact he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he may be the least outside of Michigan. He may be the least recognized Hall of Fame coach there is. Yeah. 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 I mean. It, it was old school, traditional Michigan men football. And, you know, he, he wasn't the pomp and circumstance. Granted, it was a different era versus, you know, today's coaches and, and things like that as far as, you know, media, social media, all that, you know, much different era, right? You yeah, know? but then he also had to – he followed up Gary or Moeller from a very tough situation. Yep. No, that's true. He kind of held the program together and, you know, but also – and I think things started coming to light with Dr. Anderson in that time too. Yes. Um, and so I think a little bit of that goes on his shoulders as well. I'm... Speaking of modern coaches, finish your thought. And I apologize. Oh no, no, go ahead. Cause I was going to go to MSU. So go ahead. I'm actually going to go to modern coaches, mm-hmm. Tennessee. How in the world did Josh Heupel ever win a Heisman? <laughs> Looking at him now. Oh my. <laughs> oh man. Good. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I love that. Good stuff. Okay, so let's go, Sparty. Okay, let's go. So I have to share a funny story. It's not one of my proudest moments in my life, okay? And I mean, we all have a did few, you have right? To, did you have to wear some green? No, I, no, no. This. All right, so here's, here's the thing, because my buddy sent me this because it popped up on Facebook Memories today. So uh, this is the anniversary weekend of uh, Trouble with the Snap. Uh, hashtag wish we could forget. Yes. And... So we had an outdoor tailgate at the house, uh, at our old house. And, you know, we, we had fire pits, barbie, you know, all, you know, typical thing that we normally do, right? And Michigan's just, you know, it's all, it's all gravy. All we got to do is, all we got to do is kick a punt and, and we're going to yep. win this game, right? Mm-hmm. And Lindsay is literally standing there next to me, a couple other friends, and she literally goes like, like what are the odds? And I'm like none. It's it's don't say that. It, don't say that. It, it's don't done. Say that. I know. I learned my. It's almost like the, the not no-no. her, not you, her. I know, right? <laughs> and the, I mean, 
there's kid. I'm literally not a proud moment of mine. All of that, I'm standing there, my jaws on the floor. Like I am like in disbelief. Like the kid that they zoomed in on with his hand on the head that they like. The to, surrender cobra. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. Like that's me. And I remember, thank God it was plastic. All I remember picking up a plastic <laughs> chair and I just whipped it. Within inches of the outdoor TV that I had brought outside, oh, shit. dented my the bed on my the my the lift on my truck, and just stormed like pouted stormed off. Lindsay's never seen me do this, and we've got friends over, and I'll, I'll I just remember I went I poured a drink I said I need a effing minute. I walked around the block twice and just needed, I needed time. I just, I mean, I'm a passionate sports fan, but I'm normally a, I'm not, I don't let it ruin my next day kind of sports fan. Cause you know, that's just not me. I will be all in it for, you know, you know, whistle to whistle and, and then, okay, on to the next thing, whatever I can talk about it. I never took a loss as hard as I took that. And I can't tell you how many people, are coming over. We're going to do a little thing. And, uh, you know, <laughs> of course, and the Facebook invite, it was, I'll bring the chair, you know, like, you know, I'm getting beat to shred on this one. So that's uh, my little non-proud moment story there about losing. Yeah. To MSU. <laughs> no, you said the anniversary. How, how long ago has that been now? Oh, that had, I think, was that 2015, 2016? Yeah, that sounds right. 15, yep. Alex. Yeah, yeah, Alex was over at my apartment that weekend, and we're watching the game. And I was sitting on the couch, and we're watching the game. And I'm like, and it was like, and all of a sudden, my phone, and my, I'm, I'm, I'm more quiet. I take watch, generally take losses like that, very quiet, especially when it's a loss like that. Right. Like bad losses, like bad lot blowout losses. Like when I was at my mom's in 2020. Was it Michigan got blown out at the horseshoe, like 62 yeah. to 28? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm just watching. I'm like, this, this is like, a, and I go to change the channel and I'm like, no, I have to turn back. Cause this is just such a train wreck. Right. I just want to see what happens next. Yes. Yeah. That was, I'm just like sitting there stunned disbelief. And now my phone's blown up. Yes. And it's not, ha ha. It's, are you okay? Oh yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got a few of those. Yeah, there there were some welfare yeah. checks that happened for sure. Yeah, there were. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Alex is like, we still gonna go get pizza. I'm like, give me a few minutes. Right. Yeah, it was one of those. I need a minute. Like, I need to die. How do I digest what I just? I was like, in? I put my like, shoes on and I didn't even. I hadn't just like you're gonna tie. Not, not, and he's like, you're gonna tie your not yet. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here. Right. I got my shoes on. It's a start. Right. And so, and this is where this, you know, I think there's, there's, there's two games on the schedule ahead of, you know, OSU and one is Illinois who's playing solid oh, I football. Was, I was going to bring, I was going to bring that up. I agree with you hundred percent there. And MSU because MSU has nothing. Uh, and this is not, I mean, we're all, all of our teams have been there at some point. They no, don't have anything else to play for, but to wreck our season. It's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. That's solely it. I mean, even if, even when both teams are five and say both teams are once five and one, once four and two, it's the opportunity to beat you yep. and knock you out of the Big Ten East race. Yes. No, I think it's yeah, I think that's a hundred percent right. Now, 
am I more worried about you're going to say who are you more worried about Illinois or Michigan State probably Illinois yes well here's here's my here's my thing with, with it is I I don't I'm so confused because if I look at how Michigan played on Saturday if I'm using that only as my sample pool I'm like the rest of the country better be afraid of Michigan football but then I go back and I look at how they played against Maryland and I'm like what what did did they just go into Maryland assuming they were just going to steamroll them and they they yes. had to take a little dose yeah. of their own and, medicine? And Maryland just turned out to be a better team than I think anybody thought they were going to be. I mean, they're five and two. Yes, I agree. Yeah. One more win, they're bowl eligible, and you know that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they play next. Yeah, we're 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 normally not talking about Maryland bowl eligible this early. If anything, they're getting like a comp bowl because they need to fill spots or something like that. Right. You know? It's so. like, yeah, well, I still, I don't agree. There should be a Bahama bowl, but it's not a bad destination. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. OSU, the shoe, um, you know, there's, there is, it's going to be tough. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I could see this being a, you know, 64-62 game. I could see it being, you know, 13-10. It depends. For me, it depends on the weather. My first thought is going to be high-scoring high scoring game because, you know, if weather aside, if there's no snow and it just doesn't get stupid. But if it's dry conditions, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game because the problem is Mission's going to need to reduce the number of possessions Ohio State has. Well, and shit, if they did what they did against Penn State, Penn State didn't have their third possession till midway through the second quarter. Yeah, they out, they out, uh, time of possession them, is that's now a term. Yes. A four, 40 to 18. Yeah. And 400 yards rushing, over 400 yards rushing. Well, and so that's where I, I am, I am with you that it will be high scoring. Uh, but I think JJ is, is going to need to be able to, have confidence and need to be able to hit a few more passes downfield. I think that will come with time. Okay. I I, I think he's still growing into a starter starting role. And yes. I mean, you can go out and have all the reps you want against the first string defense, which is how they finish practices. But yeah, he, they're not going to, they're not rushing at him to knock him down and throw him down. Fair enough. You're not going to, you're not going to do that. No. All of a sudden somebody's coming from my head. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, this is, it is uh, to kind of, we can, we can put this in a nice little bow here. It is fun and exciting to be talking about a top four, top five ranked Michigan seven and oh, we haven't been able to do this in a long time. Uh, and when we did, it was like, okay, well, we, we, we've played our, our Yukons and then we get right. to big 10 football and we go from five and O to five and two and five and three real quick. It is, yeah. it is very, very nice. If you're a Michigan fan uh, to be able to have confidence and some fun and to be excited about fall Michigan football and to have uh, good thoughts about the future of Michigan football. Yeah, and this is solely, and it goes to not a broader picture, but this is why they brought J.J. McCarthy in. This is why they made sure they went to him. Well, and how about that at... center they brought in, too? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that the, he is, 
Um, I, I think maybe that's why at the preview show you were maybe a little, and, and I was too, a little skeptical about the O-line. This guy's come in and and just taken a very uh, leadership role. And, yeah, he and seems like he, he almost like to say, if you have an O-line captain, yes. that's what you want your center to That's what you want your center to be. Absolutely. The guy centers the one who calls up the huddle. Yep. Everybody's around him. He's making all the calls. Yes. Yep. And no, just just doing phenomenal. Um, all right, if you are still with us, <laughs> I love it. It seems the to football be the, segment over. The Big football NASCAR segment coming is, up. is over. Yes. Okay. Um, we got any bass fishing this week? <laughs> you almost oh, feel oh, oh. like it a little bit. Like it's, a little bit, but that reminds me, I need to write that guy back, and I sent you that text. But I'll share it now. We had a guy last Friday email me. Hey, I'm looking for sponsorship representation. Can you help me get sponsorship? He's a professional bass fisherman. I want to talk to him on the show. Like, if you end up signing him, I, you know, I have I'm, I'm not sure I'll sign him, but I'm, I'm not sure we're going to sign him. But I can get him on the show if you seriously want him. I, I do. I do. Okay. I have questions. I want to talk to him. <laughs> I definitely want to talk to him. Uh, let's make that happen. Um, let's see here. All right. Let's let's talk about Vegas here real quick. Um, what um, you know? What, what, always put aces and eights. Always put aces and eights. Yes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wrong wrong Vegas call. Sorry. What um, what what's your takeaway? Um, I would find okay. I thought it was good racing. I want to. I want to. I'm not going to go to the. I'm not going to go to the negatives first. Yeah. I was happy to see Josh Berry win. Yes. I was surprised to hear Noah Gregson say it's going to be his last Vegas Xfinity race. Yeah. I know he's moving up to Cup. Yeah. But I'm surprised, and I know, and also know things can change. But I'm surprised that thought process is in his head. He's looking ahead. Maybe he is looking ahead, but that's not, there's nothing saying that you don't have these guys come down occasionally. Right. In, in race. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I guess maybe depending on negotiations, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he, that won't be an option. I don't know, but you would think they it would be. be. I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm surprised and I'm not speculating as just one of the things, one of the post-race things that I'm like, Oh, really? Yeah. And I had to think about it. I was like, Oh, he's going up to cup, but it, it, I shouldn't preclude it, especially since it's his home track. Um, you know, I feel bad for, you know, I hate to say lap down because it wasn't really his fault. It was Christopher Bell. Yes. Uh, I feel awful for him, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's one of those just precarious situations to where, you know, you don't want NASCAR to get involved and just say, Hey, it wasn't his fault. You know, we're, we're going to give him points back or we're going to give him a spot. You know, you don't want like the, you don't want no, it's, you don't want to go racing. that far. It's to that effect. It's racing, you know, just like Kevin Harvick, who had, you know, a, a, unnatural occurrences happen back to back weeks for him in the first yeah. round. You know, it well, and, is, and, and yeah, and Hamlin. Oh, then also I'm you know, more thinking on retaliatory stuff and other people getting caught up in it. Yes, yes, it is a NASCAR is in a interesting spot. Um, I am at the position of where I will not be surprised if NASCAR does nothing and I will not be surprised if NASCAR brings the hammer down. And either way, you're going to piss people off on both ends. I mean, that's that's just the nature of the beast. You're you're only going to, you know, if 
you know, 48, 52, you know, whatever the, the odds are there. Um, NASCAR, I think just wants this season to be over with something fierce, Yeah, but, um, you know, I, was it, you know, did it, did it appear intentional? Obviously I think is a, a safe response there. Uh, do I have any issue with the scuffle? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, that, oh, that's that is... where I'm going to dis- that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, I want to finish. You finished your thought. Yeah. I jumped in, but no, 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 I good. disagree with you. So I, I have an issue with with I have an issue using the car uh, at at full speed and and all of that. I, I that is obviously unsafe yeah. in an era of where we already this week alone had the announcement with Kurt Busch saying that you know he's basically done with full time racing. Um, yep. You know now we, there have been rumors for years. Oh, this is Kurt Busch's last season. Last season, he need, he deserves to be able to do it on his own terms, not have it impacted by you know, from, from a medical situation, we've got the Alex Bowman situation, you know, all that taken See, into I, account. I want to come back to the Kurt Busch thing too. Yeah. So oh, for just, sure. Yeah. You make no, you make notes there. Yes, a couple I got you. You're in yes. Here. <laughs> um, you know, so to say all of that, you know, I think there should have been uh, smarter decisions made. I also understand heat of the moment and you're not rationally thinking and it's, it's a, when you're not rationally thinking, heat of the moment, high-level competition, championship sponsors, millions of dollars, you know, you're not thinking like that. I get that. So I, I also understand the I'm going to get mine back mentality. I get that. Yes. Uh, you know, so what's the right decision to make? Do you do you penalize that? Do you not penalize that? Uh, you know, I, I, NASCAR is in a very interesting spot on how to handle this. And again, just because we've seen NASCAR go one way or another, uh, you know, with what appears from a fan and surface level to be same situations and handle things differently. I'm not going to be surprised one way or another with what NASCAR does. And I said at the top of the show, you know, I, I'm, I, it's not going to be a hot take because it, it's, I, I, I don't have a hot take. I mean, because you no, know, you've got, you've got two hot takes. Uh, well, that's yeah, the problem. Well, yeah, but really that's, it's one way or another. And I'm not going to be surprised. I could come out here and say, Oh, they're going to do this, but, and it could be the exact opposite and I'm not going to be surprised. So if it was, I was so dead set and I would be jaw dropped if the opposite happened, then I'd have the one way hot take, but I just, I, I could see it going either way. I think either way have justifiable pros and cons, you know, and, and, and that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I, I wish I had more, but just based on where we're at, that that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. You've made a comment earlier. You were, weren't fine with the retaliatory strike, but you were fine with the scuffle. I'm going to flip that around. I'm, I'm not fine with what he did with the car. He, it, 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 yeah, it, yeah, by all appearances, I don't have the there. S&T data. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure he that was intentional. I understand his frustration, but it, in, but in Kyle, what Kyle Larson did initially was he he got arrow loose. He he ran up the hill. It was a racing thing. Now, did it put bubble in bubble in the wall? Yes. Did it suck? Yes. Do we want to put any cars in the wall at all these days? No. It, yeah, that's the inevitability. That's that's the racing aspect. Sliding that's racing up, aspect. Putting yep. him going into the wall. That's the racing aspect. And to me, that's where the racing aspect ended. 
is is at right. that then, moment in time. And then using it as a using it as a weapon in yes. the trioval, what almost 185 and 190 miles an hour going through that. Yes, agree. Extremely dangerous. Yes, that was reckless. Yes, on Wallace's part. Absolutely. And it, but it's also in you, like you said, you get caught up in the moment, and I, I am not fine with what he did. But all, but here's the thing: uh, two things we seem to have gone away from in the sport. I'm not sure if they've been legislated out or just kind of forgotten about. Didn't we used to put people like on double secret probation and say, "Okay, look, you made a mistake. Do, don't do that again." For if you do something stupid like that for the next ten races, you're out for a race. Yes, yes, I do recall that. Yeah, I just want to clarify: I'm fine with any scuffle. Uh, I'm fine with guys wanting to throw hands. I'm, I'm all about that. That's, you know, but and whether, it- whether he's right or wrong that, and, and this is just me here. I'm all about that type of drama. I'm a wrestling fan, right? You know, that's so true. I'm all that's about, true. I'm all about that. Cause that's two, two men, you know, we're, we're not using <laughs> weapons as cars, you know? So from that regard, right or wrong that he had the right to go charge him to fight, Hey, you know, that's been a part of the sport for a long time. It, I, it has, but didn't we take that out too? We by saying if you were in an accident and unless the unless the well, car is on fire, you're, you're staying by that car. Yes, I, I yeah. and that that may be the technicality that gives NASCAR their easy out on a penalty. And that I wouldn't be surprised by that either. You know, that's that's where they could say, Hey, here's the black and white rule of you if your car's here you are not to go anywhere else you are to stay by it and get in the ambulance whether you you know need to or not and right. and and go to the infield care center and if you want to go throw hands at the infield care center by all that's means that's fine by all means yes. i've seen fights by the yes. infield care center yes. before yeah and fact- i mean i was standing next i was like standing within 20 yards of a fight <laughs> that's awesome who was that I was side standing, Oh, that was, I'd have to ask Alex. It was maybe like Brendan gone and somebody. Okay. I, I, and it was the first time I met Garrett Smithley and Garrett standing next to me. And I'm like, do you like look over? And I was like, believe this? Was like, oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's, like, oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, you know, and uh, you know, technicality may even be the wrong word, but that's where if NASCAR does want to penalize, I think that's the avenue that they're going to apply the penalty to. I don't think it may be the using of the car on, you know, I think that's where yeah, they... I would be okay with probation on that. I, it, but it, you have to be, there has to be a continuity for other people using cars, weapon for this. Absolutely. Reason. Yes. I, I mean, and only because, and this is where I would say there needs to be something because we've seen NASCAR do something in the past, right? Like, right. you know, this season, even, You know, where a vehicle has been used in some fashion, whether it's pit road, whether it's in the garage area, whether it's on track, we've seen NASCAR acknowledge an intentional uh, incident and assessed a penalty. Regardless of what that penalty is, we've seen NASCAR do that. So that's where if NASCAR doesn't, I, I am going to be curious as to their reasoning behind it again. As I ranted for a few minutes ago, I'm not going to be surprised either way, but uh, I am, you know, looking forward to Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing to me about that whole incident, 
and this becomes and at this is where you and I see things very differently because you are a professional wrestling fan. And it's not that I'm not, and not that I don't appreciate, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't appreciate it. Yeah. But I thought the ops, you're gonna let somebody get. I thought the optics on that whole incident were terrible. Oh yeah, that was I could, awful. I, I, I mean, that, you want to yeah. look, you want to, you want to, you want to script something up to make Bubba Wallace look bad. And you know what? It's you're not gonna show all the context. You're not gonna show what happened a minute before that on track to get him all so flustered. Yeah. You're just going to see Bubba Wallace storming over. Yes. Towering over. Yes. Well, and hey, I mean, we saw that with the Logano Matt Kenseth Martinsville incident a few years ago to where, you know, uh, that was used in media, that was used in commercials. Like, you're going to penalize and we're going to say this is bad, but we're going to use that as the audience attention draw in, in advertising. You know, right, and that's and like you know. I'll be honest. We work, we're, our focus is on safety, but we're going to show crashes and all the acts and all the ads. Well, I mean, Las Vegas's uh, Twitter account uh, is taking a thrashing right now. I don't know if you saw their tweet that they no. they put out. Uh, they they put out a gif of uh, you know the the situation, and it. I mean, you had great racing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You had a great yeah. finish. Like in, instead of focusing on that. They they're they're already highlighting on on this from a a click perspective. To be honest with you, and and I've seen that. God, sorry. No, sorry. that's I just, it, it's unfor- Like, listen, we, we we're not trying to hide the fact that this happened. We all know it happened. We're all curious to see what comes of it. But can we not? Can, can we put the focus on the winner and join Logano and Ross Chastain having a hell of a finish there and Joey Logano punching his ticket to the final? I mean, that's that's the head, that's what the headline should be. It's not the headline. I get that, you know, but I, I was surprised that that tweet got a uh, an approval to be sent out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and you know what they're going to see next year is going to be hey rematch. Of rematch course. at vegas yes. ding ding yes let's get ready to rumble all that which you know what i mean you want to sell tickets you want people to tune in it's yeah. you know, it's a dollar for dollar sport you know i don't necessarily have the issue with that um you know i i, I get the advertising side of it i i i understand that but on the same token it was it, it's it's definitely a uh you know Interesting situation that we'll, you know, we're all just going to wait on bated breath to see what comes of it. Yeah, so. oh, I think that I think the drivers and teams teams are too well, because I, not you... just the, not just the ones involved, but I think also everybody else so they can see where that line is today. So did you see? I'm going to guess no, just because you didn't see the tweet from Las Vegas, but someone uh, and I'm actually going to kill time for two seconds here and actually pull up the uh the tweet here so the guy uh he follows me on twitter uh racing fan at amateur nascar he sent out this morning and i i i laughed my ass off when i saw this breaking after further review of the bubba wallace kyle larson incident nascar has elected to find rodney childers a hundred thousand dollars and take kevin harvick's birthday away we'll have more on this developing story i mean now that's that's some funny shit. And that that's now that's, that's where I love Twitter. I mean, there's some toxic stuff out there, but that, that, that's some, that's just beautiful. I love it. Oh. Well, it's, you know, the, the, and to go a little bit more humor here is like, you see the Tennessee 
uh, goalpost being carried away. Oh my god! And they threw it in the river. And then threw it in the river. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Well, it reminded and... me of the Fanville commercial. I think it was from last year, when the goalposts were in the front yard. It's like, oh, that's an interesting swing set you got right. there. And don't they don't they have an issue with that? Um, like they don't have like a backup. Like they really, I, I don't know if that was humor they or not. They have actually raised. They're actually trying to raise money, don't public donations to buy new goalposts. Like, all right. So here's here's my question. You're Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're, you're running. <laughs> you've Go got some dowers, I would imagine. You mean to tell me that there's not some you know, rich dower that's like, hey, here's whatever it costs. Throw my name on it as the so-and-so goalposts. Like, I actually like that idea. I mean, um, but no, they're saying they're, it's like for $52.48, $52. which was the final score, or for $1,000, uh, $1,015.22, or like how it's made for $16 because it's been 16 years since they beat them. Wow. What I yeah. thought was funny, maybe it's because this is where I've been. As soon as that ball crossed the plane of the goalpost, yeah. that equipment guy had those wraparounds off and going. Oh, yeah. No, they, they did that very quickly. Yes. Very, and I just love the – I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a destruction of property charge or anything like that that may come again. I, I don't know to what extent they'll they'll go about it. So you're never going to find one person, right? But the, the, but the, the university did get a hundred thousand dollar fine. Well, you know, and, and I'm sure the university is happy to absorb that based on beating yeah. Alabama. I just love the fact that you know they they just walk down the street parade style carrying the goal i mean i just i you thought were, that it, was hysterical well it becomes like and this is my second animal house reference here <laughs> remain calm right there's you're not going to stop them right yes you're yes. just better off letting them go yeah yep yep as long as they ain't hurt nobody let them have fun exactly don't yeah. run into any windows or cars with that right be careful yes not like they were burning couches like they do in East Lansing. Oh, yes. I said it. I went there. Yes, I went well, there. they haven't had. They have not had a reason. They <laughs> they haven't burned couches in East Lansing in, in like years. Yes, yes. Oh man. Okay. All right. Well, we've done a nice full circle. We started football. We went hard into NASCAR, uh, and and then we full circled it back to a dig at East Lansing. So I, I am content with where we're at. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, my, like that's my that's my podcast checklist right there. If you podcast bingo card, <laughs> this party got it. If you would like to do some weather for Homestead, oh my god, I, I forgot the time. My turn. Oh, hold on. Oh man. <laughs> Oh my God! It's my turn. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to Homestead. Yeah. We're going to Florida. How nice is that? We're yes. going to drink some disc. We're going to drink some Disky, Dixie vodka, if I could say it. <laughs> um, is actually looking okay for practice. You got practice and qualifying on Friday. Chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Uh, high around eighty. Um, two on Tuesday, Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday the twenty second. Mostly sunny skies, slight chance of afternoon showers. A trough across the area. Welcome to Florida. Um, high near eighty two. On the Cup race Sunday, sunny, few clouds. Uh, high of eighty one. It looks great. I mean, once we get past Friday, but yeah, for the racing action, it'll be just like the last couple weekends I've had. 
I'll be showing sunny skies from the uh, our contact at the track and talking about the temperature and the wind and enjoying some racing. Awesome, man. I love it. Well, sir, uh, this this was fun. Uh, Newdorf will be on next week, and then we'll be looking to have uh, you both on to uh, close out the season and to, uh, you know, have some fun as we count down to episode 300 here in a, in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Well, so wait a minute. Oh, yeah, next week's Martinsville then, Fina. I got yes. it. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I thought it was a week off. Okay, got it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> okay. Sir, this was fun. Everybody, make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Talk soon. All right, Take man. Care. We'll see ya. Oh, great to catch up with Studwell there. Only a couple more times you're going to hear from the doctor this season. Uh, you know, I mean, at this point, if you don't expect some in-depth Michigan talk, I, I, I can't help you. I can't help you. I love it so much. You guys know if I had the opportunity, I there'd be like three more podcasts. I'd do a wrestling podcast. I'd do a general sports podcast or at least a football one and a wrestling podcast. So since I can't do and I don't have the time or resources for all that, I just throw it in the mix here when I can. So uh, without further ado, let's do some lucky dogs. It is time for this week's lucky dog lap down picks. I can only imagine what these are going to look like. I literally just copy and pasted them uh, into my notes. I really did not read them. So I'm going to be reading these pretty much blind. And I am very curious to see what you guys have to say here. You guys know the drill. After race weekend, tweet your lucky dog lap down picks. I'll read them on the show, tag you guys. And we're going to have the uh, recap of this year's lucky dog lap down picks here towards the uh, probably on episode 300. We'll do a little condensed version there. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, my my lucky dog is uh, Michigan football. Uh, yeah, 7-0. I'll take that. My lap down uh, is, is Ryan Blaney because it was looking like he was going to do some things and that I was going to be sitting pretty well in lap traffic fantasy, which may not be the case. Spoiler alert, uh, as you'll hear here in the next segment. So with that being said, let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985, a Wagner lucky dog, Kyle Bush spin to third, right? Like I thought Kyle Bush's day was done like three times and nope. Salvages a third place. Fin- That's Kyle Bush racing right there uh lap down see bell racing victim of a bad attitude yeah i mean he's in a he's basically in a must-win situation mathematically he isn't but i mean it, that that's a lot of points to make up there uh bobby at junior colleague 16 lucky dog joey logano paul wolf making the decision to go down pit road to make the charge a lap down bubba wallace intentionally wrecking larson and then punching and pushing him yeah uh we'll <clears throat> Excuse me. Curious to see what type of, if any, penalties may or may not arise. We we shall see. Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. A lucky dog to Legato making the final four. I hate to say it as a Bubba fan, but lap down to a real idiotic move by Bubba. No reason to wreck Larson then fight him. Just a real bullcrap move. That is a popular opinion out there that is for sure uh ethan at viva la ethan lucky dog to joy logano for the final caution lap down to christopher bell for getting caught up in someone's drama double lap down for bubba for spinning the five head first into the wall with all the seriousness of head injuries yeah that's 
that's where I think if NASCAR does something, that will be uh, where they may be forced to have to do something there. Uh, James Watson at JWW5229. Lucky Dog Logano, what a move for the win. Bonus Lucky Dog to Kyle Busch for rebounding from a spin, a wheel coming off to finish third. Absolutely. Lap down. Uh, Bubba Reckon Larson. I'm seeing a trend here. Jason at JA Stone 29. A lucky dog was the 22 for muscling his way to a win. A lap down was the 12. He was strong, just lost it. Side note, dissing on Bubba for going after Larson, calling for him to be suspended and fined all over social media. Yes, that is definitely all over social media. No doubt about that. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, Lucky Dog Briscoe. Cat was off again and somehow got a top five lap down. Bubba with all this talk about safety concerns, and he does that. Uh, Jess, I got to, you know, Briscoe, like top five. It's a bummer he still got a point differential to make up there. But, I mean, he keeps racing the way he is. He very well uh, might be able to point his way here. Let's see. Where's, I mean, let's see. He's in six. 40-42. I mean, he's only 7, 10 points out of fourth from a points position. Wouldn't that be something if Chris Briscoe SHR points his way? In, hey, hell, he could win his way into the final four, but I don't think any of us had him this deep into the playoffs, but that's that's awesome for that camp right there for sure. And speaking of camp, Matt Camper at Camper News Net, lucky dog. Joey Logano making the champ four additional lucky dog finish to the race was very exciting. A lap down Bubba Wallace intentionally, in my opinion, wrecking Kyle Larson. That was just racing between Kyle and Bubba. And last but not least, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Uh, lucky dog goes to Joey Logano. Ran great all day, even better when it counted. Lap down, Bubba Wallace, bad etiquette and dangerous move that may have cost the playoff driver a spot to advance. All right, those are your lucky dog lap down picks. Cannot wait to see what next week brings because each week as we get deeper into the playoffs, the lucky dog lap down picks just get that much hotter, which I absolutely love. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, our last caller of the evening. I am so excited to have her on. She's followed the show for a long time. She always retweets the giveaways. She's a big NASCAR fan and has been following the show for a while. You can follow her on Twitter at Eagles Nest of Three. It's Carolina. Carolina, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight to uh, help count down to episode 300. I appreciate it. Oh, I love it. I'm excited. Oh, and I nervous. am too. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be nervous. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's start uh, with, with this. Um, you're a big NASCAR fan. How long have you been a NASCAR fan? How did you get into NASCAR? Um, mostly it was due with my dad and my grandpa. Um, we, um, my mom or my aunt used to work into the field. Um, she used to work for a place called Competitive Motorsports. Um, that used to do NASCAR memorabilia and yeah. stuff. So, okay. so yeah, I'm just, I just thrown in there and I have enjoyed it ever since. So my you, first race was, uh, at all stars. That's the ones that we always would go to okay. as a family. So, the, have you the been to any cars. races recently? <laughs> uh, 
I haven't been able to go. Number, I have number three baby on the way. Yes, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So it's, that, that was kind of slowing me down. So. <laughs> Unusual. Usually I'm, I'm just fine, but no, this one's been a little bit harder to do. Uh, so. I, uh, I can only imagine. Uh, I am, uh, you know. Having an eighth month old at almost four it's years old. Different. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're gonna find out girls is the That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um all right. What uh what'd you think of this weekend? Lots of come out of this weekend, you know. We we saw a good race at the end there. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's there's no secret. There was some drama. It was an interesting good race. Um, I just, I think, you know, the Bubba issue is going to be, you know, it's been a big thing. And wait for now. But um, it just, I, I guess I look at some of these accidents and what's happened with these conditions. Uh, I, you know, I'm a trauma nurse. It's my thing. And it bothers me that he did that in a car that he's driving because, you know, his teammate can't drive anymore. And it's just. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you of anybody, you know, knows, uh, you know, from the ER side of things, the medical side of things, you know, the, the sensitivity of, of, you know, how, you know, we really don't have a lot of information on, on the, the CTE, yeah. the concussion side of things. We're starting to get a lot of information, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it, it can be scary for sure. Yeah, and doing stupid stuff like that just it's not helping none, especially especially with what's going on with the car right now. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. I think NASCAR yeah. is is you know, just like man, can we get these last three races <laughs> over with please? Like I know, right? <laughs> it's like you kinda just scream, you're like, Okay, at least I really get this one. Right, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but I just it's been a it's been a crazy you know, finale to all this, that's for sure. Absolutely. Who did, uh, who'd you grow up rooting for and, and who are you rooting for now? Well, uh, well, I'm going to tell you, Earnhardt was it because that was just my family, you sure. know, that was it. And, um, but now I tell you, Noah, I have been a big supporter of him, especially with the gum. I'm the one that tried to get the message out there about the chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's and awesome! It, it, it works. I'm t- I used to rodeo, and I would have a hard time. I would hold my breath doing team roping or poles and things, and all the girls would be saying, "I need, I need, you know, I need some gum. Anybody got gum? Got gum?" And it does work. That's it crazy. Will, it, I know, and there's scientific proof for it. You know, for it. So. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm trying to help the guy out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So you mentioned the rodeo. I I, I got to take a left turn here because I've seen you tweet out some stuff about uh, you know your family's got a ranch and, and all of that. So I I got to know. I'm dying to know as as a as a as a amateur meat smoker, uh, you know, that loves to try new kinds of meat, stuff like that. What, um, you know, t- tell me a little bit about the farm, the ranch, and 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 what you. All right. Well, I purchased this um, a few a couple of years ago. Um, it's 200 acres. Previous owners uh, built the house that's on it with the trees on the farm. It was a good little story to it all. And he lived to be 104. Wow. And yeah, he passed away. And she, she was ready 
she moved in with her daughter and she I told her I said whenever she was ready to sell I want it in on it and um I was first one she never had put a for sale sign or nothing in the yard and <laughs> and that's how I got my dream that's crazy start out about 20 you know got me some big cows and I'm up to 75 now wow so yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work but it's a lot of fun too so I mean is it is this hobby or is this like you know like I know you said you're an ER or a, a trauma yeah. nurse. Like, uh, are, have it's you a, shifted or what's, uh, no, I mean, with the being in my, well, I work 24 hour shifts. So I only have to work up, you know, one or two, maybe three days a week. Okay. So that gives me a lot of extra time on the farm. And it's, a, and it's actually, it's a, it is kind of like a hobby because I need something to, kinda, right. you know, <laughs> forget about work because yep. <laughs> it can be, uh, challenging at times. And, and it's just in my pastime, I get on my horse, you know, and we wrangle up and do whatever we need to do. That's so cool. And it is. It is. Do the kids get into it? Yeah, they're starting to get into them. I took my son to his first rodeo, and he like, really? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because he's going to be more of the bull side. I, I rode, I did ride bulls. I rode two times, and I was done with it. No then kidding. I, did. I don't know why. I just that was something I wanted to do, and I, you know that's just one of my things I wanted off my bucket list. So that's when so I was young, cool. young right. and stupid. Right? Hey, I mean, we've, we've all done our things. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, I was out there with the best. I like, I want to do this. So you know, and when I got really, I was sick of death when Austin Dillon and the RCR teamed up, and and they're in the rodeo business now. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, they, that that group he does a lot for the community, and and uh, they do a junior rodeo every year that you don't pay. He says it's called he pays your fees, and it's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, they bring can you bring can drinks. That's how you get pay pay you into it. Wow, that's so cool. So. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll swing back over to the NASCAR side of things. Um, right. who do you, uh, who do you think is going to pick up the championship? It, it, you know, we, we've got a very unique final eight and the way things are going, you know, it's, hard, yeah. you know, I'm, hell, I wouldn't be surprised. Chase Briscoe makes his way to the final four. I know. I, I don't know. I maybe Ross. I don't know. Being a farmer, I think I'm rooting for him too. Uh, I, I <laughs> know. That. Absolutely. I, I, you know, just a, you know, that's a wild card, and I, I, I don't know at this point. You have no. I just don't. I really. We just. It, it was a good year to have all the different winners like we have. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's it's at that. You know, aside but, from. Yeah, I could, you know, I'm going for Noah and Ross. I love it. No, 100. percent uh, Ross would be. I'm, you know, Ross has taken a lot of heat this year, but I'm curious if he yeah. were to pick up the championship, uh, if if he might get some fans back, uh, you know, because he was he was such a fan favorite in the truck series, uh, you know. I I think it's a matter of time before the fans start coming back around to Ross Chastain. Yeah, they will. He, you know, they do stupid things, but right. I don't. Yeah, I, I see. I, I see it though. I like him. I, you know, he's different from everybody else. Absolutely. Yes. That's, and that's, that's the thing that we can gravitate to as fans, which is, which yeah. is good. Which is good. Uh, I love it. All right. Well, uh, I got to thank you so much again for the support of the podcast uh, over the years. It, it's, it's been fun to interact with you. 
appreciate all of the support with the, the contest and all that. And thanks for being along for the ride. I really appreciate you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, we had, it was a good time. I, I like following y'all. So I love let's it. see what happens. All right. Uh, Lab Traffic <laughs> Nation, go give Carolina a follow at Eagles Nest to three. Um, have fun with the ranch. Keep sharing some stories about that because I absolutely love it. I will. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Uh All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Sorry about some of the audio there. I can only imagine being on 200 acres. uh, Self-service probably is is not the best. But um, so, again, sorry about that if that was a little uh, mumbled there. But definitely wanted to have uh, Carolina on because she has been a big supporter of the show. And uh, great to get to talk to her. I I mean, I couldn't imagine. 200 acres it's 75 big cows like that's so cool i love everything about that all right let's close this thing up a little lap traffic fantasy i tried to uh reach out to kim james well i did reach out to kim james last week her son uh david had week high kim had week high this week they're coming after Kristen hoglin that's all i've got to say uh but unfortunately kim had some things going on so was not able to get her on however just a reminder, get your picks in. 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time if you are in the final eight. I am looking at trophies and trying to see which one is the uh, is going to be this year's trophy. It's It's been interesting because, like, uh, you know, the first year we did it, it was cool. You know, each year I've upped the ante on, on the trophies, and I liked last year's. I thought it was very cool, the design, all that. I love the flags at the top. Um... I was a little disappointed in it because it was a little too plasticky, if that's a word for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to make sure that uh, this year's is maybe a little bit more durable and a little less uh, little league-ish quality, you know, general baseball trophy kind of thing. Uh, but like I said, last year's was really cool. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what we come up with, but, uh, I am in the mix of trying to figure out, uh, what this year's trophies will look like for everybody. I am going to get the, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to do the year end awards, uh, this year in terms of the voting. Normally I would do something on the website, but I'm thinking I might just do some Twitter polls this year or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I got another week or two to finagle that one out here so we'll we'll see what happens there um let's see like i mentioned at the start of the show uh everybody took ty gibbs so it was basically a wash uh as as to how that played out so it all really came down to sunday and i was looking like a genius with my ryan blaney pick things were looking very very well thank goodness he scored stage points otherwise i would be in a real bad spot, if not for the spot that I am already in. Uh, Let's do a quick reset here of uh, where we are at with everything. Currently in first place is Henry Fletcher with 117 points. Things are looking good for Henry Fletcher right now. In second place is Kim James with 109 points and just four points back from Kim is her son david james which is awesome i absolutely love that with 105 also with 105 points is michael from the blind spot podcast in fifth place outside looking in right now 
two races to go before we uh, set our final four is Kristen Hogland with 96 points. Steven uh, at DFS NASCAR guy is in sixth with 93 points. Yours truly, 89 points in seventh. I've got some work to do if I am going to make the final four and Josh Rolfe in eighth with 72. I can't be having it to where everybody picks the same pick. I need, I need all three series this week if I am going to make up any ground. Okay, speaking of this week, we are headed to Homestead. So great to have this race back in the playoffs with all three series. Everyone has had some success at Homestead. Ford, Chevy, Toyota, all have recent wins. All have got some top fives. What makes Homestead interesting this year is that it's not the championship race and that it's in the playoffs in the round of eight. Now, back into the playoffs, which is just awesome. Uh, Byron, Briscoe, Blaney, Bell, all outside looking in, much like Josh, myself, Steven, and Kristen are. What are we going to do as we are headed back to the mile and a half in Miami that's going to have some tire wear? That is a guarantee. It's going to be interesting. All right, here are my picks. I am going to go safe with the trucks, and that's only because they have been off for so long. So I am going to go with John Hunter Nemechek for the truck race. Now, Xfinity Series, I'm expecting a lot of Ty Gibbs picks because a lot of you have already used Noah Gregson. However, I still have both Noah Gregson picks available. So I am gonna roll with the nine and Noah Gregson. And then into the Cup Series, I am maybe gonna go a little bit of a stretch as well. And I am gonna roll with the 24 of William Byron this week. All right, that is gonna do it for episode 295 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. What a great show. So much fun getting to talk to some of you guys. I love it. And we're going to do it again next week, which is great. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter, at LapTrafficPC. Don't forget about the new giveaway that's out there if you're listening to it and you're 90 minutes into this show. If you're 90 minutes in, I love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Huge thanks to Caroline, Nick Rose, Matt Camper, Aaron Studwell, all for calling in. I'll be back next week with another slew of listeners. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!